What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles, welcoming you to another edition of Lyles Movie Files. Joining me, as always, is little brother Jace. Bro, shot. how you doing? I'm doing good, man. You look real comfortable in that like sweatshirt over there. You look real relaxed. I need to get that. Very loose uh, jacket. I'm going to hide the sponsorship since they're not really sponsoring me. But I got my Black Panther shirt on, so I'm rocking ready. All right. I don't have an Ant-Man shirt yet. Not quite there with the Ant-Man merchandise, but I guess I should have something soon. Uh, this Friday, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania drops in theaters. There's already been, you know, the typical press screenings. And for the second time in a Marvel Cinematic Universe film, this one right now is clocking in with a negative rating. It's at 52%. How worried are you? Uh, huh. <laughs> Interesting. I, I thought it was like, you know, you look at all the things they say, oh, it's, it's rating high, you know, uh, Kang's rating so high. But the movie rating low is kind of scary. I wonder if there's a lot of cast to talk about. If we spend too much time on the wrong cast, probably Cassie and some of that backstory that gets her, gets it take if it takes too long to get to the quantum realm, that can slow the movie down. So might be a little worried, but we'll see. It's one of these funny things where I think what an issue is with it. I haven't watched it. I want to see it Friday at an early, early screening before everybody else gets there. Is I've been reading a lot of Empire Strikes Back comparisons. Just in like a snippet deal, like this is a dark, darker Ant-Man movie. And maybe Ant-Man is not the character to go dark in. But for those of us who read the comic book, Ant-Man can't go down a certain dark path. Not Scott Lang necessarily, but certainly Hank Pym. And it's kind of why I feel like maybe they should have made him Hank. Because this way we could have gone to a real dark place with Hank. And that would have been just fine. But I don't know. I feel like they need this one to work. This is a, I mean, this is the start of phase five. So I'm almost like, do I, do you think we grade, we grade it almost on a curve if Kang works? Like, very, almost kind of how Black Adam was definitely for me graded on a curve. It was like, there were problems, but you've got certain things to move in a upward trajectory later on. Holy this God. one. And DC said, nah, we don't do, we don't do actual positive movies. But you're positive. <laughs> we, but this one is like, I, I think, I mean, it's not like I'm, I, oh, I, you know, I'm the super Ant-Man fan, but it's like, I want this movie to make, I, okay, I, 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 I would like the movie to make money because I want Kang to be an impressive thing. I want him, I want, I want Kang to be the next Thanos and making Thanos almost look small. That's what I want. So everything that I have really avoided in terms of spoilers, just the spoiler-free synopsis of this stuff, everyone's raving about King. He is clearly, whatever problems exist with the movie, it's not King. Okay. Which is a good thing, of course, because, you know, he's going to be the main villain for this, this arc of films here, this arc of phases. So that's good to know that he's not the problem. Yeah, I'm, I think... With Kang being good, 
it'll work because in Guardians of the Galaxy, that was where he first saw Thanos. And I don't feel like a lot of people go, remember Thanos' first full appearance in Guardians of the Galaxy? He was just kind of there in a chair chilling. He showed up in Age of Ultron, grabbed the gauntlet, and that was about it till Infinity War. And then it was, oh man, Thanos is such a great villain. So I think that'll work with, with Kang. Even if Ant-Man's not a raving success. What up, Chief? Hey, what up? What up? What's going on, man? Cooling. So the word on the streets is Ant-Man is not faring too well with critics. Right now, it's a 52% on Rotten Tomatoes. Are you worried about this or you don't care because you're going to see it anyway? Uh, I'll probably see Ant-Man anyway. Uh, uh, so, you know, Marvel usually gets my usually gets my coin. Even if it's a bad movie or not, um, I'm gonna say. And 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 if you miss a movie, sometimes you you'll be out the loop for you know miss the tidbits of the next movie. So you kind of gotta Marvel gets your money just because every story is kind of connected. So if you know what I mean, so even if you don't particularly like the movie, uh, Thor: Dark World, um. You know, I had another Thor movie in my mind when you were saying all this. Yeah, yeah. If you don't particularly like the movie, you still know that it probably interconnects with another movie coming up or a previous movie that was done. So you they'll get your they'll get your money they'll get my money anyways, regardless. I have, to, I have to defend Thor the Dark World, because I know Jace doesn't really like it. It sounds like you don't like it either. The only issue I had with that movie was the scene with Darcy and her dude. That was lame. And then Selvig ran around in the skivvies. I mean, that, that was just weird. It felt like they were trying too hard to be funny. And I was like, this movie doesn't need to be funny. You got a darker tone. Stick with it. This comedy is just like fighting it so hard and it's not working whatsoever. Mm. But I mean, Thor got to do his thing. He wasn't on Earth pretending to be a doofus. It was just, I'm Thor. Jane, you're here with me. And Endgame actually gives a little bit more meaning, so it's like, oh, okay, this is all the stuff that, you know. But anyway, I, I get what you're saying. And, but Thor is definitely, Thor Dark World is not my least favorite Thor. <laughs> By far. Yeah. And anyone, who, I'm sorry, people who saw Love and Thunder, I'd love to have a conversation if they love that movie. Just seriously. Please tell me how. Yeah, I, I was good after the 15th goat brain. Bye! Gosh, stop. Have I- you know what's funny? Have I seen Love and Thunder? Don't bother. Your you actually for your your coin said, "Nah, we're good." And maybe and I, don't, and, and I don't know why I haven't seen it. Like I cannot remember. I must have. I've had that. Do you remember before. seeing? Do you remember seeing Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith anytime lately? Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith. No. It worked then. Okay. <laughs> so yeah you, you're not missing anything with that one but Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania looking forward to it I don't care what this early round of critics say I'm hoping desperately that I can bump that rating up after I see the movie and crank out my review and add it to Rotten Tomatoes now technically speaking you can go see the movie tomorrow I don't know how this is working because it's supposed to be released, but if you if you no, I do the Thursday preview, so I'm I'm not. That's gonna be too many people can't get yeah. to the theater yet for that. So I got to go with lesser crowds on Friday early gotcha. morning or early afternoon. Yeah. All right, so the Super Bowl, as you know, was this past Sunday. I didn't watch most of it because I didn't want to see any obnoxious bandwagon wagon 
Eagles fans flying out of nowhere. I mean, I, I had pictures on Facebook of cousins I didn't know rep Philly at all, repping the Eagles with Jerry. I'm like, what? You I know, they actually are from Philly, so, you know. I'm not talking about the Philly ones. I'm talking about ones from Virginia. Oh, well. <laughs> like, never once heard this. It is ridiculous. So, anyway, I was really happy that they lost, um, you know, their crowning Patrick Mahomes, the greatest quarterback of all times. So it's like, okay, uh, he's won two Super Bowls. Great. But there are lots of trailers, and thanks to the magic of YouTube, I'd have to sit through the Super Bowl to watch them. <laughs> So let's break down these trailers. The first one that I was most excited about, of course, is one from a franchise, from a movie universe that I know will never disappoint me. Never, ever disappoint me. If there's some disappointment, it's the spinoff that we don't talk about, much like Bruno. It's, of course, Fast X. Good gosh, this trailer had everything, then some, and then the moon, I think we were seeing like rockets coming from the moon in this trailer. And Jason Momoa, just like, oh. I was like, see, this is how you use Jason Momoa. Put in Vin Diesel. You got John Cena up in there. Hey, what's up? I'm here too. I almost feel like after this failure, Black Adam, Rock needs to get on the phone with Vin and go, hey, let's watch this thing. I'll be in there for Fast and Furious level. You know, I was over, you know, after a little bit of time and reflection, Maybe that was some rip, uh, manipulation, and 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 Uncle Dom's back. <laughs> and Uncle Rock and Uncle Rock is back. Oh gosh, yes, we're doing it. We're, we're doing it for Paul. Do it for Paul. Yeah. Um. I that if you're going to say, hey, we're running two movies is our in our is our finale. That was a really good setup to me of how like okay, here's our backstory. Here's why this bad guy is a thing. Go. And oh, here's all the things you remember. Oh, yeah, that was a thing. That oh, I could I could see how that could be a thing. I and oh yeah, all the guys, you know, we're bringing it back to racing. We're going, um, we're going, we're going it back to the uh to the random place in Brazil, potentially, you Brazil. know. Brazil. Uh, yeah, it, it it looks it's like, hey, it's, it's it's a fast and furious movie, it's gonna have ridiculous stuff. And that's that's what keeps getting our dollars. So, what do you think about the trailer? Uh, yeah, I, I think Jason's exactly right, man. Uh, I think that the the <laughs> if you look at the first one compared to the last few, man, like they like this, <laughs> it's it's almost like uh, one big stunt movie. And then they put a plot in between the stunts. About um, Yeah, yeah. So everyone has been more outrageous than the one before it. <laughs> um, and at this point, I think they just be like, yo, listen, let's just throw some stunts in there. Let's make the movie stunts. And then they just do a whole bunch of stunts and then put plot in between each stunt. Like, okay, we finished the stunt. Let's add some dialogue here. Okay, we've done a stunt. Let's add some dialogue. Hey, are, uh, are, you, are you saying them shooting a, a car to the moon was just a random stunt for no reason? Duct tape. Duct tape held it all together. Listen. It's, it's not going to have you coming from our franchise. I mean, I'm saying, but that's how it is at this point. It's, it's just 
there's no reason or rhyme behind most. Of, I mean, they're just outrageous, man. I mean, what they 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 drove the the sports car out of what the tallest building in the world and landed in the building next to. I mean, come on, man. Right. It's nothing. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's awesome. Uh, it's awesome. The dude caught his car on a hook yes. in the sky <laughs> and let the car swing him to safety. Uh, disengaged from the hook, yes, and and kept it moving. So no at this point, that. you know what I mean. Like, at the, and, that's not and never phased by any when, of these. When you right when you met Dom, he was a racer. Now he's just, uh, you know what I mean. Like he's a shot he's beyond that racer he's, slash vigilante. Right. Hey, honestly, he's, and, he's and a master mathet- mathematician because right, his a, geometry game is awesome. He's a demigod. Of cars, the demigod of cars. You know what I mean? Put that on, on the back of his charger. Yeah, demigod. Because <laughs> I mean, you know, it just—it's not even—it's not even physically. You know, it's not even possible anymore. Like the first—the first joint. I remember the first one. Yes, he shifted. He, he downshifted. He downshifted, and the car did a wheelie. And I yeah. remember going like, "Oh!" And at this point, <laughs> if a car does a wheelie, that's not even. That's not, it's about to launch in the air. Right. It's not that's if the car's doing a wheelie, that's because he's wheeling it off the back on the top of a train, skipping the <laughs> gaps. You know what I mean? Um <laughs> right. So it's not even and look, look, as the train is going uh falling off a bridge into the abyss and he's hey, trying have you, Hey, have you seen Fast X? <laughs> nope. But I mean I can I can imagine what's next. Uh, you know it's wild. Everything you guys are saying is true. And this is the only franchise that I give a pass to because I feel like they embrace the ridiculousness the second they had that safe barreling through Miami. And I was like, you know what? I'm okay with this. And from that point, I have just cashed in all my chips with questioning any logic to this franchise. And I've been rewarded by a really fun, really great franchise. I mean, if you just say it starts with Fast Five and Six, one of my favorite movies, Seven, Last one with my boy Paul Walker, eight, nine, ten. It's like, man, this this franchise has so much more to go, and I'm glad that it's not done yet. I have a question for you. Remind me. No, I'm I'm asking a question right now. So, say you have Thanos level powers or snap, you could do this. I'm really curious. Which actor would you want to put back into a franchise? Paul Walker or Chadwick Boseman? I think I think you could probably probably Chadwick. I think Fast and Furious has gone on fine, and I don't you know no disrespect to to Paul. I enjoyed Paul's work, and I wish he was still alive to do it. But it's gone on fine without him. I think the narrative of Black Panther has changed uh, without Chadwick. So uh, it was a totally different. It was I don't it wasn't even focused on dudes. Like it was it was like uh what's that Themisteria? What's what's that uh, Wonder World? Yeah, yeah, it was like a, a Wonder World land and then uh that Wonder Woman land at that point. Um like like guys have kind of been phased out and been secondary in the new the new Black Panther movie to a degree. Um so yeah, I think Black Panther would have would have been a different movie 
had Chadwick been alive, I think if Paul had still been alive, that franchise still would have been off the hook. I don't think, you know what I mean? It would just been more scenes with him doing different stunts. Um, I don't think the dynamic would have changed to that degree. Of course, I'm you wondering know, if Rock I mean, would still be a part of this franchise if Paul Walker were still there. Maybe, I mean. Between Ben and, and Rock. Because, I mean, like I said, remember, ejecto cito, cuz. And <laughs> and now, <laughs> that's, like, it's so much different than ejecto cito. It is. <laughs> it is. All right, Jace, how about you? Who, which which one would you Thanos level bring back? I think the easy answer is is to have Chadwick. But I think a better I think a different I, I think I'm 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 going devil's advocate on this. I think Paul. Because it once Paul left, Dom basically became the alpha unchallenged everything. He is the demigod, nobody, it's Dom's way. Nobody has any other opinion beside Dom. No one comes up with any ideas. Like, um, uh, ludicrous care. He helps Dom's ridiculous come to fruition, but there's <laughs> no one else like, I got a better way, cuz. Mm-hmm. And I think that is lost. Or it's, we have gotten so ridiculous stunts because we have, yeah, let's do this. Versus, I got a subtle way to do it, and it's even cooler. I think that is missing in the franchise. It's like because once you, once Paul leaves, you bring somebody who doesn't who hasn't bought into France Fast and Furious. They're gonna be like, "This is ridiculous," <laughs> and that element lost. I mean, five movies late. I mean, what is it? Uh, we're what's three? We're now at four movies after. I think you got you do. It's like. We we have lost an element that I really would like to have had back. I was glad they brought Han back. That was cool because it helped bring back some of that Fast Five love, all that good stuff. But yeah, I feel like they had the best team with Fast and Fury 6. It was like, oh, you got to kill Giselle. You got to kill Han. But you fix one of those. There's rumors that maybe nothing's going to fix. We saw Jason Statham in there too. Lots of stuff. I feel like Rock needs to pick up his phone. Get CGI inserted in his movie. All right. So that was Fast X. Then we had the movie that I know Chief was clamoring to see more of from the moment it was announced that it's still taking part in this DC universe, whatever the heck that means anymore, (laughs) Flash. And, you know, because I was watching the Super Bowl on time delay, meaning I was responding to the text thread and like, oh, a new trailer's dropped. Let me go to YouTube right now. Because I was was binging on Clone Wars, which was a great idea. but Flash's trailer was interesting. And if I was someone who still had a modicum of hope left in this DC film universe, I might get excited. Michael Keaton, Ben Affleck, two Ezra Millers. But then we saw General Zod back, and it seems to check all those rumors from way back when where the, that Flashpoint movie got leaked and they broke down everything that happened. I was like, Yep, there's Zod. So I guess that'd be such and such. And then Barry says, I've ruined everything. <laughs> Is your name James Gunn and, and Peter Safford? No. Um, I shouldn't say that. I don't know what they're going to do to ruin the DC universe. It's still but up. It's happening. They don't know either. That was before their time. Um, I thought this would have been a good movie as a soft reboot to what they were doing, like a transition from the Snyderverse to whatever they want to do next. But this scorched earth approach, except for maybe one or two characters, 
everyone that's not linked up to the Suicide Squad, Peacemaker, James Gunn, corner of the DC Universe is getting wiped out. That's really weird. I think that's a bad idea. But what did you guys think about the trailer? Let's let me let me just stick on a trailer because that the rest is talked about in previous episodes. The trailer looked good. I again, I literally just watched um, Man of Steel. I don't like. I do not like Michael Shannon's Zod. I mean, it's just it. It's just Terrence Stamp is. Uh, I mean, no, Terrence Stamp and Callum Blue are General Zod. They are so cool and not wrong. Really? Who came up with? I will find you. Like, stop. <laughs> um. So I I don't like him. And I mean, it's it's the work he was given. I, I mean, he's a good actor, but that I I hated his general side. Him coming back, and then you you see kind of the elements of Flashpoint in there. You see kind of Kara or whatever Supergirl is basically spilling the role of Superman. You know, Superman and it's wasn't in, in Flashpoint at all. No, he was at the end. I mean, he didn't do anything. He was well, there. again, I mean this this is DC version of uh, you know Flash, so it's probably gonna that's probably as much as you're gonna do then. I it's like I liked having I like seeing Michael Keaton back. That was I thought that was cool. Yeah, it, I mean, it's almost like oh wow, all those rumors that you had to soft reboot really make. I mean, if you're gonna do it, I say it was probably a good idea. Except there's two movies after that say your soft reboot isn't done. So, well, I will. Listen, will it get my money? No, no, it will not get my money. That that did not change. That did not change the equation. I'm still good on that movie. You're waiting on HBO Max, huh? Yes, I am. Oh man, jeez, I'm gonna have to go all these months without talking about this movie with y'all. No, jeez, you're not. You're not going to see that movie, huh? You're not going. The only reason you're going to see that movie is to review it for LousMovieFile.com. She, I know I can count on you to be with me in the chair in the theater watching this preview of Flash. How excited so we, are you after seeing the trailer? Well, if we're in there watching the preview, that means we're not watching the movie. So yeah. that's fine. Uh, I can sit next to you in the theater and watch the preview and watch we can watch something else. I am done with DC. I don't care. He, I remember just the announcement a couple of weeks ago when he was naming all the movies that was coming out, and I was like, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. I don't, you know, I don't have, I don't want to see the thing. I don't want to see the cartoons. I, I, Flashpoint, I don't want to see Flashpoint. Um, and the funny part about this thing, whole thing is, they, it was almost a time where they almost scrapped this movie too. So, Right. So, you know, uh, what's his name was wilding out, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, running through, running through Hawaii. He was Hawaii's number one, um, Hawaii's number one most wanted list for a minute. Um, right. So how good is a movie that we were going to get rid of anyway? Or we were close to getting rid of anyway. This movie is I, their necessary evil to press reset. It, yeah, but God was Here's the thing. Gunn wasn't even on the project yet, right? No. So, so, that's, so, that's, so that's, that's, that's another thing. How is this even a vision of his? It's not. He, he is not set, he's not taking any ownership on it. It's like, I'm, I'm not having nothing to do with this, but yeah. I'm really excited about it. I think yeah. it's a great movie. And so Listen. far, his credibility hasn't been hit in terms of vouching for movies. 
So maybe, maybe it's good, but I just feel like where it is in the DC universe is already screwy because they've got Aquaman coming after this. They've got no, yeah. but that's my point. Yeah. That's that's my point. So why why scrap all these other joints and then not scrap this movie that you're trying to rebuild the whole universe on? Like you keep giving us movies that don't mean nothing within the universe. Uh we're gonna give you a Green Lantern movie, but Green Lantern, uh, once you sit here and watch the origin story, after that, we're gonna scrap this movie and the actor, no matter how much you like the movie, and then we're gonna move on to here, and we're gonna do this, and then we're gonna scrap that, and then we're gonna build this up and build it up, and then we're gonna say, nah, and now it's just wasn't oh. right. So, Flashpoint does what? You know what I mean? And and it introduces the, you to a new Supergirl that you're gonna want to see in the Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow and, movie. And here we go. Sorry. Here we go. But she's not cast. She's oh, not sure. she doesn't have that job. Yeah. So again, it's, it's it's like you could have had the cameo, you could have had the cameo of Gal Gadot and Henry Cavill, and then said, Hey, this is your final appearance, you know. But they chose not to do that. Just like, yeah, we're just gonna it doesn't matter. It's crap, but it doesn't. They could have even reset their universes. I mean, it, it that's that, like they just just it's just stupid, man. And I don't want to see Flashpoint, and I don't want to see Shazam, and I don't want to see Aquaman, and I don't want to see none of them, man. So I, you know what? <laughs> so whatever they do, man, they could just do, man. I've given DC my last buck. So um, unless the joint is on TV, uh, you know. You know what, man? Until a solar flare hits the earth and destroys us, make mine marble. <laughs> well said. Enough said, Chief. All right. So, speaking of Marvel, you sent me this, Jace. Mark Steven Johnson, the director of Daredevil. Uh, this movie is now at its 20th anniversary, if you can believe that. And I will continue to stand on my hill with my flag planted firmly that Daredevil, the director's cut, is a fine movie. The good movie for 2003. It's a good superhero movie. The 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 banner hadn't been raised yet. The the bar hadn't been raised with Iron Man, Batman Begins, Dark Knight, etc. So we would we just take all these comic book movies at face value. Spider Man, X Men, Blade, all of them are pretty much at the same kind of consistent C level. No, 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 outliers. Not Blade. No, I'm Spider-Man, Blade, the first X-Men, X-Men 2, X2. Those movies were all kind of solidly entertaining, even though they had to compromise a few things, except for Blade, on their comic book nature. Okay. Then we have Fantastic Four. It was fine. First one, not kind of botched Doctor Doom. But no, they they scratch kind of. They kind of wholeheartedly botched Doctor Doom. and But otherwise, I thought they did okay for pre-2005 comic book movies. Then Batman Begins dropped and was like, oh, okay. Things have changed. But I always intend, contend that this Daredevil movie wasn't bad. It's fine. The only thing they really got wrong was casting Jennifer Garner as Electra. It's a bad call. And they were like, well, we're going to make a spinoff so we need a recognizable face. It just didn't work. And Mark Stephen Johnson in this interview said, the big problem with the movie was I tried to cram in everything. And if you watch it, it is everything crammed into it. Pulls in origin, frozen origin of Electra, 
and he kills Elektra. Feels very much like Batman versus Superman. They're doing too much when one thing would have been just fine. And Bullseye was was interesting as Colin Farrell. Had accident, and I didn't like the carving of the head. Thought that was kind of weird, but he was fine. Michael Clark Duncan, great kingpin, and he said, "I don't care about the backlash. I got the best kingpin for my movie." And I would continue to say that his kingpin was just fine for that movie. Now, Vincent D'Onofrio's kingpin is great in this TV series on Netflix slash Disney Plus, but for the time, I was fine. What's your thoughts on Daredevil? And does it deserve the scorn that it gets these days, bro? Shot? No, I, I, I know sometimes it gets annoying hearing us agree with each other. But truthfully, it's like King, like Michael, like just if you look at certain parts, you could just see Michael Clark Duncan. Does he look like this big imposing, could throw you basically out a window? Daredevil. Yes. Like, I mean, if you ever saw, if you saw, what was it? Armageddon, when the dude's taking his shirt off, he looks like he's 400 pounds and can throw you out the window. That's what King Pincher looked like. Put him in a nice suit, but he's a solid dude. Sorry, I'm chat. Ben Affleck's Daredevil. For the time, not bad. I think he had a good role. When they actually expanded the Matt Murdock character to go with Daredevil, far better. I don't this I mean, like, I don't mind a lecture as much. I think that was trying to put his love interest in the movie. I think that is what gets that a little backlash almost seeming like he he figures out how to get his his person in there um yeah so it was just so like they started dating from the movie it wasn't like he was trying to work her okay. in. yeah it wasn't, it wasn't a jiggly situation but no nah. but it, it it was too again too much granted put his like in the director's cut you see it's a more flushed out movie is it as good as netflix marvel i mean daredevil no but is it better than Green Lantern, which I also just watched? Yes. So, unequivocally so. Jace, Last of Us, Enduring Survive. Awesome episode. What did you think? And that was that was ten out of ten TV. I mean, that was built. I mean, it's like you building the parallels of other characters on Joel and Ellie's situation, and then you see kind of how they're trying to navigate the world, and then you kind of see Joel like. Oh crap! I care about somebody now. Oh crap! This could happen, and it was just like I mean that last five minutes. You're like, oh damn! Like I mean that the last five minutes. It was the whole freaking episode it was so good. I mean it's it like, like and everything went. I, I actually like this is one of the things I I will applaud the hell out of Hollywood. I am loving how they are putting adding more diversity. Like you know. ASL in there, like yes, like I don't know that. Give it to me, bring it in. Yo, the kid is actually from Bowie. Yes, yeah, so I, I I watched the uh after the episode. I always watch those. Like I'm like, okay, good. Like yeah. it, and he, I mean, him and um his character, the, the brother, they had such great chemistry. It was so good. It was like you, I thought they were they were family, and it was just like y'all acted the hell out of this, and. Seeing that and how that the parallels and that like it did that swarm at the end, I was like, oh god, oh yeah. And just because you just in case you forgot, it's not just that people suck, this world is still an apocalypse world. It's like, oh crap, it really felt like a video game because it was like the big boom, it was like, oh my gosh, how many of these are coming out of here? It was like, that was crazy. I mean, it's like, and I like the setup from last week where. 
she hears the noise like, ah, we'll just ignore that. And it's like, the one thing you shouldn't be worth versus one dude who killed your brother. I know you want to kill that dude. But the whole, these things wipe out cities in the world. You need to care about them <laughs> and figure out how, what's your, what's your plan to deal with them? And just, eh, we'll get to it later. Just lock the door. I'm sure it'll be fine. Speaking of Kathleen, one of the best action hero, action characters I've seen in a while that just so happened to be a woman. That's the example that they need to continue to look for when they go, oh, it's a strong female character. She was great. She had layers. She was vulnerable. She was mad. She was sad. Covered the whole thing. She made mistakes. She rallied everybody. To, she was a great leader. Got the doing her everything. Mistakes, huh? Admitted her mistakes or said, I know I'm wrong. I don't yeah. care. Exactly. <laughs> She's great all around. But Chief, I know you said you haven't watched it, but this show is excellent. Five episodes in, they've already had two of the best episodes of TV I've seen in the last two years. So yeah. highly this, recommend you checking it out. Yeah, this this reminds me it probably when you first started watching Walking Dead and it was like, oh yeah, this yeah, I'm I'm in. <laughs> All right, so it's that magical time of the week. Who's your nominees for Dummy of the Week? Roshot, who you got? Oh, well, after the news this week that dropped that Miguel and Mindy, uh, Lindy, called it quits after less than a year. I'm saying the Dummies of the Week are all of us who continue to think the experts on Married at First Sight have a clue what the heck they're doing. Uh, I, I, no, I'm going to argue with you on that because they are literally going sh -sh 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 -sh, and then handing the bags of names over to Lifetime. These are the worst possible combinations we could possibly put together. And Lifetime's going, put them together. All right, I guess we got to do it. Because there's no excuse for these couples. But anyway. I mean, it's like, it's literally like, almost like a post hoc rationale on why these two people are together. It's like, they, they don't look like they say, they neither one of these two are each other's types. But we think they're just going to ignore the fact that they're not physically attracted to each other. And they'll just magically get over and like it. It's like, I mean, the last actual successful couple was literally like, uh, it's three seasons ago. Yeah, and it's like, you saw them on Jump. It was like, oh, wow, you're bad. Oh, you're bad. Oh, we got actual stuff in common. The and most you know annoying thing about you is, is your dog, which I don't care about because I like dogs. Like, that's that's like uh, it's nineteen couples, and only one of them <laughs> out of those twenty, only one has survived in the last four seasons. Hmm. I mean, because it's like it's literally like a dartboard. Like, all right, here and here. No, I'm gonna come in next season as one of the one of the coaches, and I'm going to pick the couples. I'm going to tell Pepper, Pastor Cal, sit it out, a guy. Gotcha. I'm gonna make these couples match. Yeah, so we like, have all five actually stay together. It was like, like all right, we'll, let me go with mine real go. fast. My dummies of the week are everyone who felt the need to put on their Superman, Superwoman cat capes to defend Rihanna's performance at the Super Bowl. We can just go, hey, she's pregnant. She wasn't moving around. And then we have people going, people are just mad because they couldn't sexualize Rihanna like they normally do. Now, like nobody was talking about sexualizing Alicia Keys. You know why? Because Alicia Keys doesn't present herself in a sexual manner. She just, I'm singing. I'm up here chilling. I'm not even wearing makeup. Rihanna's whole gimmick. All about the sex. So really? I mean, oh, yeah. that, 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 that just sounds so like 
really just say, hey, she's pregnant. I mean, it was easy. It's an easy defense. She was pregnant. She didn't, again, I don't know if she got paid or not. There's still debate on that. But it's like, hey, she's pregnant. She put on the show. We like her song, whatever. But you can still say, hey, if I paid Super Bowl money for Super Bowl seats and Super Bowl 50-yard line to see Rihanna perform. I'm going to need Rihanna to match up her lip syncing a little bit better. I'm I'm going to need Rihanna to tell me, hey, I'm pregnant. So I can make a financial decision <laughs> if I actually want to see pregnant Rihanna sing her best hit. I'm thinking other people make different choices. That's that's the calculus y'all literally need to be making for you. Oh, it's time to parachute and cape in. Like, stop it. <laughs> that's exactly what they're doing. All right, Chief, we got 90 seconds. Who's your W of the week? The Eagles, man. They blew it, boy. And Jason, uh, uh, Jalen Hurts' noodle arm. That was the worst Hail Mary I've ever seen in my life by a professional quarterback. I it, I thought I thought I threw it. I was like, did I am I on the field? That can't be by no professional. That was the worst Hail Mary known. So, yes, the Eagles for losing that game, costing me $900, and Jalen Hurts for that noodle Hail me. I was like, oh, it's up. I was like, mm, that's not even going, that's not even going to stick the end zone. It was like, there was no suspense. It was like, oh, okay. It wasn't like the bat it in the air. Oh, they didn't, they no, didn't even no, try to no, bat it down. No, they just watched it drop. I mean, they watched it. I was watched it drop. Somebody hit his arm. I was like, was somebody hit his arm. Right? Behind right. it. Like, oh, this, this is going to land early. Right. This, this bird has landed. And so is this episode. Thank you, fellas, as always, for rolling with me. Thank y'all out there for watching and listening to this episode of Lyle's Movie Files has been filed.